0: show about sex work by sex workers for sex workers it's a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers oh my god i'm selena the stripper the carnivorous clover is sadly not with us today but carnivorous yes there's they're part-time carnivorous
1: (laughs) Uh, just like that as a descriptor (laughs) but they're in our hearts
0: and we're joined by the Strippin' Star Champagne. If you ever had like an on-the-road tour, <laughs> that could be your, your tour name, Strippin' Star Champagne. Um, anyway, Star is here to ta- uh, to talk about securing the bug URL versus IRL. This is part two of the two-part episode. Kind of, uh, it's a continuation. And I love Star so much. Oh, I love you so much. What a beautiful face. Mwah. <laughs> I love you so much, Daddy. I love you so much, too. <laughs> Daddy to Daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Star is a queer dancer, sugar baby, camera, a swap organizer, sex workers' rights activist, artist, and so much more. I should have said that in the other episode, but I'm going to put it in your bio. Sure. It's going to be in there so everybody can find your social media. Yay. So welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be here. (laughs) We're here in BK. New York City. New York City. We're in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes me think of this one song. It's like. Uh, it's like there's a song about Brooklyn girls I don't know why I'm thinking about this I
1: love listening to songs about where I am
0: Yeah, I'm... right? <laughs> when I, Before I moved to LA I was just like thinking of like Tupac Like to live and
1: die in LA. When we were walking it's around Chinatown yesterday, I kept on going, like,
0: when you're in New York, yes. <laughs> da, 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 green da, tomato. tomato There's
1: nothing you
0: can't, can't do. do. <laughs> we're
1: just like trying to find a fucking handbag and yeah. then like running around singing this.
0: Yeah. That's the best. It was fun. Yeah, very fun. Oh man, I was like, so I'm disappointed. My uh, SD, Sugar Daddy, was like, I can't hang out tonight. So Boo. Boo! Boo! Right? I'll be your sugar daddy. Please be my sugar daddy. Well. <laughs> Will you be mine sugar yeah. daddy? Mine sugar daddy. Yeah, we can like um, do it for each other. It's fine. That'll be hot. It's mm-hmm. great. Well, I'll throw money on you. You'll throw money on me. Love it. <laughs> I'll buy you a nice designer purse, but it'll be knockoff. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs> you know I have no qualms about that.
0: <laughs> I, too, have no qualms with knockoff. I actually have never... Like, people are always like... You know what kind of car do you want babe? I'm like um, I don't know like a fuel efficient something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like give, like give me like you want like a you want like a Lamborghini? Maserati. No, I could see you in like a Porsche. You're like you're hot. Your body's hot like a Porsche. Mm-hmm. I'm like you need, like oh, a fuck. Tesla. Yeah. Like, no, I mean I'm well, I'm actually considering buying a Tesla. Okay. Well, that's like more efficient, so. Yeah, just cuz it's purely like the fuel economy to yeah, be honest totally. I have a Toyota Prius. It's It's very very nice. It's great. I love it. Yep. You drove me in this Prius. Mm -hmm.
1: I named her either the Slutmobile or the Bratmobile, depending on the
0: context. (laughs) The (laughs) Bratwagon. Bratwagon is cute too. (laughs)
1: The Bratmobile, the Slutmobile, or what was the Slutmobile? Slutmobile or Bratmobile, Mm. depending on who the cargo is. Both of them are hot. Yeah. Slutmobile most of the time.
0: Yeah. You know, not everybody's in the industry. Mm -hmm. But we are. We sure are. And that's why we're on this episode of How in the Know. So, welcome we begin every episode with a segment we call Historical Hoes. So this week's historical hoe is uh, Francisca da Silva de Oliveira. So I got most of my information from Wiki and Blackpast. So Francisca da Silva de Oliveira was a slave, concubine, and later noblewoman. Born in a diamond and mining town in Minas Gerais, Brazil, between 1730 and 1735, she's called a parda woman, which means she's like light-skinned. I asked my Brazilian friend about this, and he was like, it's essentially like the paper bag color, like paper bag test for the United States. So she's like paper bag level brown. (laughs) She's Uh a mixed woman. So she was the daughter of a Portuguese man, so a white Portuguese man and a black uh, slave woman. And uh, so she was first owned so she's a slave to to be clear. So Francisco was first owned by Domingos da Costa, then later sold to Manuel Pirez Sarginha, with whom she had her first son, Simão Pirey Sargina. Um, so he was never or he was later listed as one of uh, Manuel's heirs, although he was never formally acknowledged. So he was able to kind of like gain some title and also kind of like pass eventually, like uh, racially pass up the, up the food chain toward lightness. Uh, she began a romantic relationship with her third owner, João Fernandes de Oliveira, a diamond mine owner of one of the most afflu- and one of the most affluent people of colonial Brazil. So sources suggest that Francisca was freed by João. Um, and after being granted her freedom, uh, okay, so she has a nickname, uh, Chica da Silva. Mm-hmm. So Chica officially changed her name to Francisca da Silva de Oliveira in K- in order to erase her history as a slave. Um, so I think she also probably, oh, so she had like initially, I think, uh, a slave last name. So she changed it to become uh, Portuguese. Um, so. She, this was like really important to her son. Like Simao was able to hide his mother's slave ancestry and the status of being an Ill- illegitimate son in order to receive the prestigious uh, title of the Knight of the Order of Christ. So, uh, Francisca was essentially Joao's concubine for many years, long enough to have thirteen children Holy together. Shit. What? i cannot imagine this is the 1700s oh my god and she you survived she had, had 13 children
1: births. oh like, my god this is the time where like everyone's dying from giving birth and she yes. did it 13 times i don't understand that's powerful. the 13th slid out i swear for <laughs> <Thank laughs> any of those twins
0: like god i have no idea i mean she just i mean and i also like how many of them actually survived right that's true like I don't understand. I'm
1: impressed that she survived all that.
0: I really am, too. Well, she's obviously a very resilient woman. Yes. So, so Chica has another side. She was also the owner of many slaves who helped her in the house and worked in the mines in the region. Um, And she presented herself in a very ostentatious manner. Lots of golds and uh, big, like, you know big, nice dresses, very fancy, to differentiate herself from the other mixed people in her society, the other So uh, people often show their status through their material items, uh, which for Chica included her clothing, home, slaves, and change in name. And by the end of her life, she also included Dona at the beginning of her name for a somewhat more prestigious title. So Dona just
1: means like owner. Mm -hmm. So she Um, became a slave. Or she went from slave to slave owner. Yeah, she did. very interesting.
0: Yeah, so um, stereotypes about non-white women were abundant during the colonial period. And while gender, race, and color worked together to systematically disadvantage Negro women, some individuals, such as Chica, used their perceived hyper-sensuality to invert gender and power relations. That sounds familiar. That does. <laughs> uh, once socially mobile, these women were even seen as more dominant than their masters. Ooh. Uh Concubinage and marriage between white male and black females in colonial Brazilian society was a way found by the enslaved to change their social posi- position and to escape racism. And it was also, like, different in Brazil because... Um, Versus like in the United States, all of the the pilgrims and whatnot came as families Mm -hmm. versus Portuguese it was pretty much exclusively just men coming so they didn't have their wives they didn't have their partners and so they pretty much just took up with like native women and slave women oh I see so there's more opportunity so there was like a lot more mixing and that was just part of it versus like the whole like um, deeply segregated history of the United States And another thing about that is like there was no um, like civil rights era in Brazil it was just kind of like slavery eventually ended And then, yeah, like nothing. I mean, race relations are, of course, more like very different there, but Mm -hmm. it's it's still you know very racist and all of that. So um, anyway, so (laughs) while she was enjoying her power and uh, you know rise in social position, Chica was, uh, however, banished from the parish church because it was reserved for whites only. So to show the locals Chica's power. Uh, Joao Fernandez, her man, her man, her daddy mm-hmm. uh, built a luxurious church attended just by Chica. Wow! He fucking built her a whole I church. Love
1: that. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Um, but she also so she attended like brotherhoods exclusive to whites and other stuff to like fit in with the whites and whatnot. So anyway. Um, if you're interested in learning more about her, there is actually a novella partially based on her life called, what? it's titled, uh, Chica da, da Silva. So X I C A Silva S I L V A. So it's like, it's a Portuguese novella or a, sorry, a Brazilian novella in Portuguese. I, I don't know great. if you can get it translated, but it's, it's very, you know, it's fun. It's a novella. It's sensational. I want to watch this.
1: I the love woman. watching media about sex work even if it's yeah. like not portraying it yeah. in a good way. Or I mean anything.
0: it's like she's portrayed as I think like this kind of like uh trailblazer. That's great. And just like, you know, like sensual, hot, wild woman. Not mm-hmm. necessarily wild, but just yeah, like, you know.
1: Wild in that time. For wild sure. in
0: that time. I mean definitely. Um, And the woman who plays her is fucking gorgeous. I bet. Just to die for. So please check out. Can't wait. (laughs) Please check out the the novella. Um, It's also another thing on my list, on my hit list. (laughs) So we're back with Star. Hello. Today. It's a whole other day.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. It's a new
0: day. A <laughs> completely new day. I woke up and I
1: had a different breakfast today. Yep. It was not dessert shaving. I'm actually not doing breakfast anymore because I heard on the last podcast that big cereal is just trying to manipulate us. Yep. And so I am boycotting
0: all breakfast foods. As you should. And I know that I saw you at the rally yesterday yep. at the General Mills. Here in New York place. City. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. What a rally it was. It was so wild. So today, a very different new day. And we've had different breakfast. Or no breakfast at all, actually, because we just breathe. So today, let's get into the questions. So you're very queer. Yep. Very gay so gay um is it fair to say that you're entirely disinterested in cishet men
1: um yeah i think so (laughs) i think that's fair um i am not opposed to queer men um trans masculine people trans men um but in my experience um dating cishet men it has not been my thing um, and we're not super compatible in that way and I just don't pursue it. Um, I date pretty much any gender other than that. I mean, that makes
0: sense. Do you ever have to convince your clients to like not pay attention to the big, glaringly rainbow flag?
1: Oh, constantly. <laughs> um, constantly. My whole work career is just me pretending to be heterosexual <laughs> or like a bisexual is what I say. Just bi, like Sometimes you're just I aiming I say I'm, for bi. I'm like bi curious. <laughs> um and it's interesting because I do use like the word pansexual to describe bisexuality um in the real world. Um and bisexual and pansexual have a lot of overlap. But mm-hmm. when I'm telling my clients that I'm bisexual, they think of it as a very like binary kind of yeah, like yeah. oh you're attracted to a woman and you're attracted to men, but you're probably attracted to men a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe you're just curious, maybe you like make out with your roommate but yeah you know, I think they imagine the like end the, of the whole day. make out your fr- with your friend at a party yeah a that's totally the kind yeah. of thing um I will never let on to a client that I'm not genuinely into them because mm-hmm. the whole selling point is that oh yeah we have it's a, it's thing, a possibility you know? yeah um so yes I am absolutely <laughs> straight for pay <laughs> As I like to say straight for pay mm-hmm. I love that um then
0: like okay so you work at a strip club part-time or full-time
1: i don't know how to define that i mean I like, okay so my only jobs like right now things, are yeah. like stripping and camming basically and you know like the uh sugaring and whatever like random yeah. gigs like that. but like <laughs> side gigs side gigs yeah um but you're like okay so you're my like, my like a like full-time you're a full-time yeah. sex worker
0: stripping provides the bulk of the income yeah, right now totally and then, like, kind of the vids
1: become like a secondary, like almost passive. Yeah, so I, I have that up so I can like make money when I'm not online. So yeah, make money through videos and make money through camming, um, make money through like sessions outside the club sometimes. But most of the money is from dancing. How long have you been a dancer? two years two my years. anniversary is in September oh wow mm-hmm. happy birthday so I turned 21 and I became a stripper in the same week so yeah. I get to celebrate <laughs> my anniversary with my birthday
0: oh that's so sweet yeah it's cute I, my anniversary, I guess it was in July or June or something god yeah. how long wow. have you been dancing Probably about the same, like two years, and uh, definitely dancing more than that. I don't know, because I was a baby stripper when you met me, and you were
1: like good at it. Maybe
0: two and a half years. I don't know. It's hard to keep track. Same, maybe three. Wow. I mean, maybe it's been like intermittent because I definitely like I started and then I took a huge break to like move to Brazil. I don't know how to like like, count that. Yeah, and it wasn't even that long, like because I was just very lucky. I found like my sugar daddy pretty immediately when Mm. I was out at. At our my former club. <laughs> yes, my current club. is mm-hmm. Isn't that cute? Do we name names or not? We don't have to. Um
1: I don't care, but if you care, that's Okay, very I don't fine. I don't
0: care. Yeah, yeah. So I used to work, work at th- and um yeah, that's where I met him and he was just like a very very good, mild-mannered guy and he essentially funded my trip to Brazil mm-hmm. single-handedly. Well, not single-handedly. I also worked a I lot. Also met my daddy th- <laughs> I also met my daddy at I also met my daddy at yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm um, like i have a daddy too so how have
1: your boundaries changed over time oh my gosh what a good question so uh profoundly um, right <laughs> well i think you know uh in the last episode we were talking a lot about my uh first days in sex work or mm-hmm. first experiences in sex work and like i just had no conception of what my boundaries were at all like i um, it's not that I, like, had less boundaries. I think I just didn't know where they were. Yeah. Um, and, so, and also, like, what people
0: were doing comparatively. Right. Exactly. It's all, like, cloak and daggers. When you start working
1: <laughs> in a club, you start working around other workers. And I think that gives gave me, like, some kind of idea of, like, what was expected from me in that environment. Like, yeah. I was, like, I'm not going to do anything extra. I'm yeah. not going to, like, let them grow my boobs. I'm not going to let yeah. them, like... Yeah, I was just like easing into it.
0: So yeah, for the longest time, boundaries. I didn't like let anybody suck on my nipples.
1: Like that was yeah. the,
0: a big line that I was like, I'm not gonna, I can't do that. <laughs> right, totally.
1: And and the more that you do it, and the more just, it's like, like okay. fluid yeah. boundaries, very fluid boundaries. Yeah. So I kind of like have used the club as a place to experiment with my boundaries, but I've noticed that. They're really different with each customer, so oh, I only okay. feel, like, willing to do something extra if the customer is, like, willing to pay for it, hasn't mm-hmm. been pushy about it, hasn't yeah. been giving me red flags. Yes. So, yeah, it's definitely for definitely. Um, But I am that bitch doing extras in the club. Love it, love it, mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of people don't want to fess up. No one wants to fess up, and no one wants to admit that it's, like, totally fine. It's very fine. It's and literally it's,
0: okay. And it's, like, one of the few relatively safe places that you can do more like you can provide like partial service or full service yeah
1: I like having the safety of the strip club I mean it's also a risk being in a strip club yeah it's it's a double-edged sword I mean I provide my extras in the private rooms for the most part and um there's always the risk that a bouncer could walk in that my manager could watch me on the camera yeah Um, I think
0: about that all the time too because well I also wonder like there are Cameras in every room, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wonder if like they're actually hooked up or n- not, right. or if of, like, anyone's
1: really watching. If anybody's or watching, or if they are watching, maybe
0: they're just jerking off. Like, I mean, yeah, that's another thing, which would be like fine, like relatively, comparatively, versus like right. holding it over your head as blackmail.
1: I think you know, as long as I've been working at these clubs and doing extras, I think at this point, the managers must know. Yeah, right. Like, so. it's not a secret, but it's like. It's also not just me. It's lots of girls lot do of girls. this. Yeah, um, I think so.
0: I think it's probably
1: like, it's like maybe half of the girls. Yeah, exactly. And there's so much stigma from other dancers around. It this. is. I
0: mean, there's so much. And I think I think one of the bigger misconceptions that I, I mean, I feel it's a misconception is that full service girls are taking work away from right like people who don't. It's not even true. Because I, th- in my experience. And I said this on the on one of the previous
1: episodes, but it's like customers have a type right And it's like I'm charging extra for these things. yeah. this isn't like your standard room experience, yeah like you buy a private room with me and you pay the price of the private room. I'm not gonna give you a hand job. yeah, you ask me for a hand job and you give me four hundred more dollars. yeah we got a deal. <laughs> yeah I'm not taking business away from someone who just wants to sell a regular room because yeah. I sell those too mm mm-hmm. yeah
0: definitely and it's not like it's a constant thing and like you said earlier it's like person to person respect yeah. level also like probably how you feel in your body that day totally. like what you're feeling how up
1: safe for. i feel how much money i'm gonna make from oh, it how much how money already I made the money yeah, yeah. <laughs> these does, are all factors do, does his oh genital
0: area smell kind of okay like how horny am i today <laughs> yeah exactly how horny are you
1: <laughs> yeah that's, that's,
0: that's a funny right. thing like i mean we do. We're in like the business of like grinding on people, and like you
1: are gonna like sometimes get aroused by that because mm-hmm. it's just like genital. Stimulation. I've had some hot customers. Yeah, to for real. It's like rare for me to have hot customers because I'm not usually attracted to men. Yeah. But I can be in like this setting in this like very purely physical way. Yeah. Um, because like you get bored if you don't. You know?
0: I think it's. I, I think it's good and it, like there's no nothing wrong with enjoying your work not especially at all. as a sex worker if you can enjoy you should you really should because mm-hmm. a lot of people are really not enjoying it yeah and like I think that's unfortunate I don't feel like people should be pressured into that but also you know you got to do what you got to do it's a fucking capitalist society so truly yeah make your money however you got to even if you got to hold your nose but it's good to have some pleasure in the moment if you can yeah totally it's, it's like, possible it's better for your longevity too yeah so <laughs> it doesn't a-
1: happen every time It happens no, rarely no. but like when it happens i'm stoked
0: oh yeah same same yeah, definitely have had some peak experiences from
1: sex work that i'm like what the fuck i'm getting paid yeah
0: same same no just mm-hmm. like some like really hot guys come in i'm like whoa well, well we're gonna have to dance together <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly. you're gonna have to pay me for my time
1: Mm-hmm. it's fun I love it and I always feel the most confident and powerful when I'm in a stripper setting like my game of flirtation is just so strong like I could seduce anything yeah could seduce a rock <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm like not that good at flirting with people I'm genuinely into outside of the club oh same especially like women oh I'm my like, god
0: women <sighs> I don't know I like can't even breathe
1: right like I'm like, get like very I- flustered <laughs> I'm so- I don't know, like just like the directness <laughs> that I exude when I'm at the club just like evaporates. Yeah. yeah. And it's like
0: also the level of touch comfort. Right. That I'm fine with with men is very different. So different. Like, I feel
1: like so much more inclined to ask people. Oh check my god! In, yeah,
0: like with well. women, I'm like, I am not going to touch you unless you're 110 percent down for this. Yeah. At the strip club,
1: you just go up to a guy and you sit on his lap yeah. and you're like, Hey, baby. Yeah. You, know, you exactly. can't do that to like a hot girl you see at the bar. Like, I dance on a guy and I like, grope his junk. I'll be like, right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like it's totally chill, but yeah, women, it's like a whole different thing because of obviously like rape culture and everything. Yeah. Very important to have consent. So important. I mean, consent for everybody. Consent for everybody, obviously. Script clubs are just really specific, kind of pursuing. Yeah. That's specific. So, like, do you mind talking
1: about what extras you're comfortable providing? Yeah, sure. So, um, that changes, obviously. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Case to case. I do handies. Handies are great. Hand jobs. Hand jobs are clean-ish. I mean, Yeah, it's relatively clean. Yeah, I don't have to worry about, um... Having the right gear. Yeah. Um, bringing do, boundary or bringing barriers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I don't do anything that involves barriers at the club because it's just too much work and I don't want to worry about disposing of condoms yeah. and stuff. So I don't do like intercourse um, mm-hmm. and I don't do blow jobs most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time. Um, I do a lot of like letting clients finger me, mm-hmm. uh, mutual masturbation, mm-hmm. uh, pretending to come, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I so. like that. That's sweet. Yeah, I carry um, a
1: vibrator with me in yes. my stripper bag. Yeah,
0: you convinced me to carry a vibrator with me mm. now. So now I have my little bullet. And so sometimes I bullet. just, you know, like, I like to think that our bullets are vibrating together across the
1: oh, United States. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. Vibrate <laughs> in unison. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really just about what the client wants. Yeah. Um, what about uh, couples? Oh, oh, this is my favorite. Yeah. So. um I have a lot of clients who are couples, which is my favorite, um, because I'm gay, and (laughs) I direct all of my attention to the woman, um. Which is usually what they want. Yeah, totally, so, I, if I'm doing extras with a couple, I love going down on the woman, um, making the husband watch. Do you ever (laughs) let her go down on you? Yeah. Oh, hot. I love it, yeah. Um, I should maybe, like, think about barriers more, but. No, it's really
0: hard. I've.
1: YOLO. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I'm just into it. I'm like, I'm gonna get my fussy legs, my yeah. girl <laughs> at work, you know. Um, yeah, so I love couples, they're my favorite. Um, oh my god, I love couples. Yeah. I mean especially like
0: it. especially the ones where like the woman is genuinely or like the person the femme person with vagina is genuinely into women or femmes. Right, like totally. into the posse. Yes. So <laughs> It's like, the best thing, because, like, whenever it's, like, oh, I guess I'll go, because, like, he's into it, and, you know, like, we do it together, I just, like, I don't I don't like that, because it usually, like, right. ends up
1: with some level of tension So afterward. much jealousy, yeah. Yeah. It's awkward. I've definitely had couples who were awful, but... Mm.
0: Yeah. The and then also, like, with the, with thing the thing where you're, ones. like, dancing with a couple, and then, like, the guy's, like, always, like, fingering his girl, like, right. I do... I'm just like okay whatever I'm yeah like, there's a lot of that going on in the rooms that I do with couples which I honestly don't mind because it's like well then she's doing the work right like I don't have to do anything I just yeah, have to it's be like, here I just have do to it. like be there and like yeah. maybe put my tits in your face exactly and, like, it's, it's a little it's, you know, like it's cool like I've like faci- I'm like the facilitator
1: yeah you're like the spicy new element that's yes. like <laughs> spicing up yeah they're already established before it was a peanut
0: butter sandwich but now it's like a peanut butter and jelly
1: sandwich yeah and it tastes so good all together yeah (laughs) (laughs) the uh one time i was caught by a bouncer doing extras was with a couple oh my gosh what happened um it was a room towards the end of the night and we were gonna close soon and the bouncer knocked on the door and opened it no literally like knock and open in the same movement wrong. um That's and my wrong. head was <laughs> in between this woman's thighs and Her and i mean it's hot i was eating her out and her husband was just like on the couch next to us just like watching just enjoying himself and living the his bouncer is just life. like we're gonna close soon so just so you know <laughs> i'm <Wow>. like shit <laughs> wiping my mouth
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's like the least he could have done is knocked yeah. Literally. It's not that hard, the but least. they kind of want to catch you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's just how this is. Like, mm-hmm. they just are, like, out to that catch you. That was actually a So, how do you, like, handle the stigma of people, like, because you mean, definitely people talk shit about yeah.
1: full service sex workers. You don't have to have them. that, like, thick skin, I don't give a fuck attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It hurts when I hear dancers talk down about girls who provide extras or. Girls who are escorts or girls who do any kind of full service work. Yeah. It's really, really sad mm-hmm. that um, whorephobia is so present even inside the club. Yeah, you even know, there are levels the to this shit. Um, yeah. A lot of strippers don't even consider themselves sex workers. I know. Um, oh my God. I can't handle that. I can't handle that either. I'm like, this is so clearly sexual. It's what very are you talking clearly about? clearly that. Yeah. Like, our job is to stimulate people's dicks in their laps. The only difference is like they're dick is, is in their pants versus yeah. out of their pants yeah. basically so and somehow that's like a giant leap for a lot of people it is yeah and it, yeah, it's fine to like have your own boundaries you know nothing wrong with not providing extras just mm-hmm.
0: don't be a dick but respect people and I think I mean another important thing is like you know that you do have so much safety in the club that you don't have in other places to right. provide full service like you have bouncers And you have, like, a set amount that you're getting paid, like, minimum, like, Mm -hmm. for the time that you're working and all of that, like, so there are more protections versus going to a random place and, like, maybe being able to vet your client versus maybe not being able to.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Speaking
0: of vetting, there was a site that you mentioned
1: for verifying people. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe it's called Verify Him. I need to do more research on this. So you said it was kind of like a
0: database for where like sex workers can post um, about other
1: clients or like, so if yeah, you search you somebody. you can search a client and I believe if the client has been searched before by other providers, you can see that. So you only search someone if you're really serious about meeting up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it costs like a monthly fee. But I've never used this, so I feel like I really can't provide the most accurate information yeah. Well, about I mean, it's this. still good
0: for people who but, are out there yeah. who are interested in up. getting into full service. Verify like, him. Verify him. Mm-hmm. As I was afraid, I think I, I thought that I heard that it had been taken down with SESTA and FOSTA. Oh, I geez. Don't know. If, I don't
1: think it has. Well, I I'm hope it, sure it hasn't. Exists. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think, like, a lot of stuff that was, like, initially taken down is kind of, like, reemerging in different forms. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe, like, the porn bits of... Uh, Tumblr, right, (laughs) gone forever. RIP. RIP. Even though Tumblr now is owned by Pornhub, I think. What? Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm so confused. No, I know, and like, I mean, Tumblr got purchased for like a really low amount of money comparatively, but um, yeah. So I don't know how that changeover is going, but it's an interesting, interesting in the news of sex work in the world and the financial world. Yeah, certainly. So. You had a sugar daddy. You met a
1: sugar daddy. Yes. I. We just broke up this past week. So I'm sorry. How do you okay. feel about that? Um, I'm sad I lost a source of income. Yes. I feel like I made the right decision to break up with him. It was time. He had been very disrespectful to me. There were red flags leading up to it. You know, mm-hmm. it was time. But I'll miss that money. Yeah. Well, can you, like, describe the relationship from the start? Yes. So, um... I met my sugar daddy at the strip club Of course Um, Mm -hmm. So we met at the And I don't remember the day we met actually Mm -hmm. Because he kept on being a repeat client um, And he would just come into the club And I would recognize him And we just like built a relationship From uh, seeing each other at the club And when I started working I ran into him there And that's when he started you know, Specifically coming in to see me So we exchanged numbers I'd let him know when he was in the club He's the kind of guy that's very flashy with money, mm. so if he likes you, if you're one of his girls, he will make it rain on you. Oh, I love like that. Like, rain, like thunderstorm. Oh, man. Um, which was the most fun part about being with this dude. There's nothing better than There's that. There's nothing better than that. Um, and so, when I noticed that he was consistently paying me a lot... Um, that's when I started really like investing in our relationship so our dynamic kind of consisted of like hanging out in the club and every time I would go on stage he'd make it rain and then we would do a series of lap dances together maybe like six or seven lap dances like singles uh yeah singles Uh they're doubles actually but basically just long chunks of time of lap dancing yeah um where he didn't want me to really do anything other than, like, hold him Mm -hmm. and sit on him. You know, I I wasn't doing the bump and grind. It was more just about the intimacy and having a private space together and really just, like, getting to touch each other. Um, He dropped the L word on me pretty quick. Oh, yeah. He he loved. So we were together for, like, over a year, I think.
0: That's a long time. I mean, it is, it's, like, that's longer than a lot
1: of regular non-financial relationship yeah honestly the longest I've dated anyone who I'm really into is a year and a half so I made it to about there with him yeah it's kind of funny to me that's a substantial chunk of time yeah totally so did you start meeting outside of the club yes so um once I felt like he was sufficiently not a danger yeah not a danger and chill and whatever and also like the the interesting thing about our relationship was that he wasn't pushing me sexually mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't trying to get private rooms he he wasn't even interested you know mm-hmm. he wasn't trying to meet up with me and have sex with me yeah um although I could tell he wanted to have sex with me yeah. but he just wasn't being like pushy about it you know mm. um so the first time we ever hung out outside the club we went to the casino oh uh, what
0: can cons- what casino uh, Maryland Live.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. I've never been there. How was it? It was fun. Um, so, he's a gambler, of course. He loves oh, playing yeah. blackjack. Um, I mean,
0: he likes to flash his money around. I yes. feel like these kind of, like, go hand in hand.
1: Um, so, we... Uh, I went with another sex worker who's a friend of mine, and... Um, my figure daddy's best friend was seeing my friend uh, oh, at the amazing. club as well, so we kind of went on a double date. Um, I love it. Yeah, and my friend's client was like, "Oh, I have to leave early or something," mm-hmm. and uh dipped on the date while we were still on it my friend was really pissed and was like I don't know if like it's worth it for us to be here but like because he left can we both do this date with your daddy and then split it and uh-huh. I was like yeah you know that makes the most sense since we're already all the way out here yeah so we both went on this date with my daddy <laughs> and he bought a champagne we went to the high limit section oh he won three thousand dollars and then gave it to us oh my god and it was like a really peak experience <laughs> (laughs) I have this video of um, (laughs) us driving home from the casino where my friend is just throwing all the hundreds that we made on me while I'm driving down the freeway. It's so good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, And that's when I knew he was the one. I knew he was daddy. (laughs) I knew he was daddy. And that's about when I started calling him my sugar daddy. Oh, cool. And so from then on, we would meet up basically weekly at Mm -hmm. the club, mostly at the club. Our interactions were mostly there. He'd give me a consistent amount of money every time we met up. You know, all the intimacy, all the "I love yous," all the "You're really my friend." You know, looking oh, for that realness. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. He'd tell me a lot about his life, about his family, about everything. What um, did he look like? So, he's, like, a middle-aged Chinese dude with really good fashion. Mm. He's, like, really into designer clothes. Is he, like, slim build or, Mm. like, thicker build? He is, like, slim, yeah. Okay. Tall, short. Shorter, middle height. Like, taller than me, but not tall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was not bad at all. You know, not, like, repulsive in any way.
0: uh, Was he, like, did you feel like... um, it was very visible when you two would hang out or was it like you know like reasonable
1: oh yeah when we would go out in public together definitely um definitely visible so Mm -hmm. I did a trip to Vegas with him Uh in which we hung out for like five days together oh my gosh that's so much time Mm -hmm. and whenever we were out I was always like oh everybody knows what's going on here I'm like (laughs) super hot young girl in a tight short dress with Mm -hmm. this like Old dude at the casino. Wait, how old is he again? He's, like, middle-aged. I'd say, like, 50, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, enough that it, like, is visibly... Oh, there's an yeah. attractiveness disparity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we were visibly... Mm-hmm. Um, in
0: a financial relationship. Yeah.
1: yeah. Especially when he's throwing around all that money.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. He's trying to, like, flaunt stuff, and he's in designer stuff. Yeah. And, so yeah. that's kind of
1: his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the whole time, he really believed that it wasn't about the money, which is hilarious. Wow. Yeah he was really delusional in a lot of ways. It seems like it. Mm -hmm. So what caused the end? Uh, I don't want to entirely get into it but basically he lied to me um, about something really important and Mm -hmm. went behind my back um, and it was just something I really couldn't yeah. Get behind. and Yeah, I had to that's draw so frustrating. I mean,
0: yeah. it, that's like any other relationship. It's like <laughs> so many relationships end because of lying. Right. Like, and it's like kinds.
1: I have really low expectations from my clients about mm-hmm. them being like good people or being honest with me. Yeah. But what he lied about was important enough for me to be like, no, yeah. thank you. <laughs> you yeah, know?
0: definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable. So, like, what's a surprisingly challenging thing that you've faced sugar dating? oh my god
1: I think it's um talking about money oh yes I really have a hard time you know when you're trying to build this relationship with someone that feels real when you have to like break that for a second and be like listen I still need to be paid um I really have the hardest time yeah that moment where you have to you know relate to them that it is it is a fantasy and like you yeah. are paying for my time and if you weren't paying for my time then that this would not exist this would not exist um yeah. and while we were in Vegas actually at a strip club my sugar daddy said something like um I really hope that if you know I lost my job and I didn't have all this money you'd still hang out with me I had no idea what to say to it. Oh, wow.
0: Because it yeah. was like,
1: well, actually, what I, I wouldn't is? hang out with you yeah. because uh, this has been about money from day one. And I
0: think it's interesting because it's, like, the notion that it's normal
1: to woo a woman with a lot of money, like, by directly yeah. giving them money he's being so flashy about his money giving me money all the time and then telling me it's not about money it's i almost felt like money. i was being gaslit like yeah i mean he's
0: definitely like doing one thing and his action like saying the opposite you right. know? totally and it's that's just like such a mind trip for me like how does a person process that like obvious conflict like obviously internally like this has to be like well it's not about money, but I'm giving this person thousands of dollars. So like every week, every week, and saying I love you, and, and like I kind of <laughs> love, and I, you know, I love them. Um, and it's not about the money, I promise. You know, they're just need really a, good friends. They just need thousands of my dollars. That's, right. It's totally normal. That's like every other uh, yeah. All my I've other dated. friends, and, I give them money. I give my friends thousands, obviously. <laughs> yeah, every time every we deal. hang <laughs> out. Yeah. Every yeah. time we hang out, I always give my best friend a thousand dollars and yeah. tell them how much I love them. I'm it's, not delusional. I'm not delusional. <laughs> I mean it's so hard and you have to have these difficult money conversations. Right. Like I remember one time um with one of my old sugar daddies, um, we had done several hour rooms at the And um and so uh it was me and um this other girl and it was like so we were two girling him and rooms uh the total cost for him at the end of that night was like over three thousand dollars or something sure and he was afterwards like trying to ask me like so i just like want to figure out this bill like i don't understand like i thought i was paying this much and i was tipping you both this much and didn't you get this much and how come like what's the end of the night like you know you like how where did all of this money go and i was Mm. and it was him on his end i understood it to be him trying to um understand, like, his budget. Like, really just trying to get, like, the details down so he could write it down in his, like, accounting notebook or whatever. Uh But for me, it was, like, the most stressful thing to, like, break down how we ended up, like taking three thousand plus dollars from this man last night yeah it is stressful
1: because that's not your job and it's
0: not my job exactly it was like I wasn't the one handling his cards I didn't handle
1: the receipts. honestly they should take that stuff up with the bouncers who run the check
0: yeah that's exactly and that's pretty much what I told him I was Mm -hmm. like you know like i don't know like what all of the money went to this is how much i had received at the end of the night so right. i assume that this girl made this equal amount and then like, this is what i got in tips so the other part like i can't talk about like because i'm not sure you should just talk to the person who was like handling it the money. i know
1: not every club is like this but at you know we don't set the prices no
0: it's no, not up I mean, to us Most clubs, not like, you don't us set how much up.
1: of a, a cut we get no i mean sometimes the club will tell you how much of a cut you have to give them and yeah. you can say what you want to charge mm-hmm. but yeah we're not it's not entirely up to us how much it costs to no, do something and not so when a customer but, gets mad about the pricing i'm like i literally I, there's not nothing i can do pricing. about this like yeah. just accept the rate it exactly and
0: then on top of that i mean like a lot of clubs have really high like uh, credit card fees
1: yeah ATM fees too. yeah
0: ATM fees it's like 10% mm-hmm. of like whatever you withdraw pay with
1: cash and get your cash before your you go cash to the club ahead of,
0: yeah that's a pro tip like pro tip. go to your bank get all of your cash ahead of time if you're buying get a private room get too much cash honestly if you're buying
1: anything pay for it in cash pay it'll it be cheaper cash. the dancer will get more yeah
0: you're gonna lose like a lot of money just not paying on your like not paying with cash yeah. from the bank pro tip pro tip. <laughs> so I feel like that also accounted to, for some other things, but like this conversation just went on for like 20 minutes of him, like kind of grilling me trying to figure out this budget. And I was like the most stressed out. Cause we were um. out, we were out on a shopping date slash mall date, um, or shopping slash movie date. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, I cannot talk more about money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like this person, I'm already so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not your job to do that. It's really not. But that is, like, a surprisingly, like, stressful thing about sugar dating. It really is. Also, like, whenever you're, like, meeting somebody at, like, a hotel or whatever and you're, like, okay, well, now pay me everything. Mm -hmm. Like, or, like, you, like, try and just, like, have, like, you know, your little early, like, hello how's it going <laughs> da, 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 da. and then like now you pay me and after. then you have to bring it up yeah, yeah you have to bring it up and it's never
1: convenient never and, and it's always the most uncomfortable part it's of very the jarring. transaction yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's the most important part it's the most important worker. part
0: exactly and like there's no reason why it should be right i wish hard. that
1: you know i think this is the stigma of sex work it coming is. to bite
0: us and i think it's also the stigma of like you know, AFAB's like handling money Yeah, asking for money Asking for money, handling finances Being
1: straightforward about demanding certain prices for totally. things and I think if there was that. like less stigma about paying for a company About paying for a provider, paying a sugar baby If we can accept that that's a normal and reasonable thing to do Then... Maybe yeah. that these people will have a less hard time conceptualizing that paying us up front is like just the formality of it.
0: Oh yeah, of course it's like yeah. a service, you know. Like it is. you don't like pay for your massage
1: later. Like yeah. you pay up front. You don't like pay for your meal at well. Actually, you do pay for your meal after you eat it. Yeah, sometimes. you pay for your meal after you eat it sometimes. But, but
0: this is but generally this is different. Yeah, yeah, it's different, <laughs> and there's not the same like levels of risks. Yeah. So you whenever know, you were with your sugar daddy, you used to go out and get dances. You would go to strip clubs together, right? Yes, we
1: did a couple of times, um, mostly while we were in Vegas. Um, so was it in the last podcast I talked about my love of cam girls Yes, <laughs> yes. as a client? I also love strippers as a customer. Yes. Um, I mean, it just goes along with being gay. But <laughs> um, whenever I'm at the club uh, and working, I'm always like, really attracted to all my coworkers and checking them out and stuff mm-hmm. so finally got the opportunity to be on the other side of that as a client and spending my sugar daddy's money oh instead God, of my even own better. so I had a, like unlimited finances basically because yes. I consider his wallet like oh bottomless. yeah it's your wallet yeah um I know he's rich I know he can afford me having oh, a good yeah. night at the club so yeah. um I was being daddy AF. I was throwing money in the air. Mm-hmm. I was getting lap dances after lap dances <sighs> after lap dances after lap dances. What's dance. it like getting a lap dance? It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love it. I can't even describe it. I mean, what I do love about it is that everyone kind of does something else, everyone does something unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a strip club in philly by myself i guess not by myself but with a friend not with a sugar daddy mm-hmm. and um, i bought myself a lap dance from this girl that literally could make her ass vibrate Ugh. like she had micro control over her muscles oh my god and her ass was vibrating That's in my lap, and like that killed me dead you i know? don't understand that muscle control it's incredible to mm-hmm. me it's truly a skill it was amazing so yeah I love um getting dances from strippers who have different skills than me mm-hmm. different bodies than me yeah um there are dancers who I've gotten dances from that they actually just want to sit next to me and talk most of the time and I'm <laughs> like oh, okay you're really pretty that's Aww. fine um ones that want to just dance and not talk at all yeah ones that just put their boobs in my face I'm here for it all yeah I'm just gay, man. It feels good to be touched by a hot girl. Yeah. <laughs> when I was getting um, lap dances in Vegas, like, I was with my figure daddy and four of his guy friends. So, oh, it was, wow. like, a guy's trip, and I was the only provider of any sort on uh-huh. the trip. So, I had not talked to another woman or, like, oh, another wow. sex worker in days, and the attention that I was getting from these strippers at the club was, like, therapeutic, actually. Yeah. It made me feel like I was connecting Mm -hmm. with people I could actually connect with.
0: Did they, like, were they able to, like, identify you as, like, a sugar baby?
1: Uh, Some of them did, depending on how long I spent with them. You know, if I was just getting one lap dance, maybe we didn't get into it. But there were some dancers who I had longer interactions with. I got a private room ooh. by myself once, and we kind of went into it. Ooh. Did yeah. you um, ever get extras from dancers? No, I didn't, but I totally would. I would love to. I didn't want to, like, bring it up myself. Yeah, you know, yeah. If, if they had offered, I might have been like, yeah. But I hate it when my customers ask me for extras so yes, blatantly. that's very true. Um you have to do it in a tactful way. So. I think you have to
0: do it in a tactful way, but I also do kind of appreciate whenever people are straightforward, so I don't waste
1: my time. Straightforward, yes, but you sound like a cop if you do it in a certain way. That's very true. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, I think you have to wait till you're like in the private room to bring it up. You can't just be like, a lap dance? Can I get a hand job? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Yes, a single song and a single hand job. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what everybody that's wants. I don't understand that. Me neither so what was like the most exciting thing you did like sugar dating
1: sugar dating uh honestly going to the strip clubs as a customer yeah. really was like my shit I loved that um I loved being in an environment where I could be open about uh, our dynamic as a mm-hmm. sugar baby and sugar daddy and all of the other girls were like familiar with that no stigma they're there doing the same thing but just on a different scale. Um, cause, uh, you Know traveling and being seen with a sugar daddy in any other environment is really like visible and kind of scary, yeah. And it a lot is of stigma, <laughs> so just being in a space where that was like very acceptable and that I could also get something out of it was peak.
0: That's so yeah. interesting to consider because I mean, I guess there are very few spaces where it feels comfortable to like be a sugar baby with like the typical arrangement where like the man is significantly older, like, 20 years older than you or more, yeah. and then, like, you go out, and, like, you're looking... your hottest, mm-hmm. because, obviously... <laughs> and, like, you know, people are gonna stare. People have questions. Like, I always got the dumbest questions, like, um... Are you two related? Is that your dad? <laughs> yeah, is that your granddad? Is that I mean,
1: it's so obvious. Me and this dude were not related at any no, way. No, I feel... It was, it was the was same like, for me and my obvious. sugar daddy, because yeah.
0: he was also, like, a Chinese man, so... Yeah. Yeah, so it was like he looked not at all related to me, but I think it was because we were both not white that it was like this is plausible. Like maybe there's some relation, or they were they would be like, "Where are you both from?" Yeah, Like there's like this magical land where people like uh, him and Nicholas people and like me land. came out. They're yeah, <laughs> all
1: the same, they're from the same. <laughs> they're place. from the
0: same type of people. <laughs> <laughs> that was a magical universe. Um, so you use dancing to work and travel. Yes how has that been it's been so fun that's why i get
1: to see you all the time yes (laughs) so i go to la uh, a couple times a year to visit my stripper dream team shout out to cherry shout out to clover and also you of course yeah so la was the first place i traveled for dancing and that's actually how we became friends very sweet (laughs) yes um where else have you been i have been to miami Mm. It's it's just L.A., Miami, Miami and Baltimore that I've danced in. I've danced in a lot of different clubs in those cities. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, in Miami, I just danced at one club. But
0: what were the differences like what did you
1: see uh in miami clubs oh my gosh so i worked at uh scarlet's scarlet's is like a warehouse strip club is so big oh man i Um, hear that the clubs out there are massive yeah totally there's like just a whole different scene in miami and i don't even feel like i can talk about it that well because i wasn't in it for very long but well at scarlet's um, you could
0: just talk about scarlet yeah
1: scarlet's was like yeah warehouse um huge club they had like um, have you ever seen one of those hoops on the stage? Mm, that, like, the yes, dancers yes. can dance on a spinning hoop? Oh, um, wow. It was That a, seems like a club club, like, vibe. Yeah. Like, a hoop totally. thing. Because I see that more at, like, regular dance clubs. I think it was, uh, Scarlett's was one of the whiter clubs, you mm. know, where they, like, hired white girls. Because in Miami, um, everyone loves big ass and big tits. So, yeah. you gotta go to, like, a white club t- <laughs> to have
0: normal yeah, yeah just and there's to not have implants like in
1: baltimore it's so segregated too with the white yeah. clubs and the black clubs but in miami it was like there are white clubs black clubs and also like spanish only in clubs like yeah dude, latinos only, like like no english at all um oh yeah yeah um so i was trying to like fit figure out where i fit in and all that um so yeah were the girls friendly not really no I didn't make many friends how was it for you financially uh it was about the same as like anywhere else I've worked it wasn't particularly great Mm -hmm. um and I worked like fourth of July so I don't know if like that season was slow Hmm. um but yeah I didn't like make bank there or anything I made like average Mm -hmm. average money um I noticed there were a lot more flashy people um like lots of people wearing designer who wanted to like tell you that they lived on star island and (laughs) convince you to come to their mansion but it was all like a front you know and they weren't actually tipping or spending money on you they just wanted to flex people that talk the biggest game tip the least money yeah it was a lot of talking shit um and I don't remember like the private rooms or the lap dances very much there I think it was pretty standard stuff Yeah. yeah So, like, between 20 and 40 or yeah, totally for
0: a single?
1: Totally. Yeah. It was an interesting club. Lots of stages, lots of... High poles. High poles, loud music, crazy lighting, giant LEDs, screen TV. What? Yeah.
0: What was it playing? Like, was it, like, a reel that they made, like, promoting the it club? It was just, like, thing? crazy
1: lighting videos, like, light shows, basically. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: that's interesting. Just fun graphics, Yeah. Um, So you are also part of this thing that's like a queer strip club. Yes, let's talk about the
1: Life Lounge. Yes, please. So I, this year, have started dancing at Baltimore's only queer strip club, known as the Life Lounge. Um, It's put together... By my friend Poetry. Follow her on Instagram at PoetryPoll. So Mm -hmm. um, it's twice a month now. We do... uh, We take over a strip club that's like a regular strip club. We take over one side of it uh, every other Saturday night. And it's a strip club run by queer strippers. Mm -hmm. So all of the dancers are queer of some kind. All gender expressions. All genders. As uh, bartenders bottle people because you can't even say bottle girls because they're not all girls yeah, it's so fantastic people. Uh, bottle people and dancers so i'm a dancer there um it's just a completely different environment like my customers are all queers a lot of like older lesbians um it's just such a beautiful club that there's like a freeness to it that you can't find anywhere else and how do you dress for that so differently so I don't have to wear pleasers if I don't want to I could present uh butch I could be completely mask um I could be completely femme I've been really just having fun with my presentation there's also a theme every time we do it so I dress up to the theme the last one was uh animal print (laughs) um let's see what other themes have there been um i'm trying to remember gosh i can't off the top of my head but yeah cute themes every time i mean that's still that's really cute and yes um is it like a well-attended event it depends on the week sometimes no sometimes yes we Mm -hmm. had like a pride event where like everybody came oh wow um and like the Baltimore queers tend to be tuned in to when it's happening. That's so. really good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel really like fun. the
0: Baltimore queer scene is really popping. Yeah, and definitely. People are very plugged
1: in. Yeah, and I learned through Life Lounge that there's a Baltimore queer scene that I was not tapped into at all. Huh. You know, there are so many more queers than we'll ever know. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I made a lot of new friends through this. Um, all wonderful gay people who mm-hmm. <laughs> i had no idea existed before it's like there's a whole world out there it's excellent
0: yeah do you, it seems like it's very like um emotionally
1: like renewing to have yeah it's this kind of definitely it fills me the up. club yeah i don't make a lot of money when i dance there mm-hmm. usually don't make over a hundred dollars but i don't care i would dance there for free and i have had yeah. nights where i don't make any money there And it literally is still worth it to me Because I go there to spend time with the other dancers To mess around and take photos Mm -hmm. And just enjoy the space that poetry has created for us Like, it is unique, one-of-a-kind Honestly, it should go down in history It should, it should I mean, I think it's
0: interesting Like, the kind of pop-up queer strip club Because I think we see that in some other places Like, Mm -hmm. Cherry invited me to some um, It was like a Femmes Only Night at Cheetahs, which is one of these, like, chain strip clubs in L.A. I've heard of that. Yeah, so, like, there's, like, various, like, femme nights at different clubs, like, gay nights and whatnot. Um, I think it's, like, an interesting, like, turn that we're taking... Uh, societally, and also, I guess, probably, like, just within, like, the sex worker community, like... Yeah,
1: I mean, it seems to be queer sex workers that are leading these events. Definitely. Yeah, which is how it should be.
0: I uh, yeah, yeah, and I, th- I feel like, also, like, queerness kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with sex work in a lot of oh, ways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I meet so many more queer sex workers than straight sex workers (laughs) gotta
1: be a little bit (laughs) yeah i mean like they're not necessarily like fully one way or another but it's like very fluid so much fluidity yeah i've made a lot of great queer friends just from being in the sex work world being in the stripper community Mm -hmm. it's so valuable to me i think it is really
0: valuable do you feel like there's like a like a gap between older sex workers and like the newer wave of people who are using the term sex worker, even though I will mm. like preface this by saying the term sex worker was coined in the 1970s. So, so it's a
1: very old term. What do you mean by like older sex workers?
0: So like, so like there's this movement right now as we we're both part of mm-hmm. people who are sex workers using that term versus saying like we're in the sex industry or like we are like I'm a hooker I'm a prostitute I'm a stripper like mm-hmm. we have changed the terms. In a lot of ways, to it's like in part like a PR campaign hmm. to create visibility and
1: validate like the work that we are producing. I, yeah, I think this and category th- sex worker like kind of brings everyone from different industries into the same category. Like with the term sex worker, we're talking about strippers and we're talking about escorts and we're talking about phone sex operators and mm-hmm. people who like never do sex work beyond their phone. Um, It's all in the same category. And so that gives us, like, something to relate to each other and Mm -hmm. bring us all closer together. I think it's a good thing.
0: I think so. I mean, I think it can be positive. But I do think some older sex workers who, like, have firmer lines about the differences, like just talking to one of my previous guests, um, she was saying... You know, like, I don't know what all consists of, uh, like, what all falls under that umbrella True. and, like, what's wrong with just using the term, like, uh, adult industry or sex
1: industry. I um, think there's nothing wrong with those yeah. terms either. It's kind of, like, you have to determine it for yourself. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, jobs that I say are, like, sex work adjacent or, like, might involve a little bit of sex work. But what would you know consider if, to be sex work adjacent? Like, working at Hooters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally sex work adjacent yeah it's very sex work adjacent mm-hmm. um where it's like you're sexualizing yourself in hopes of being paid and you know like offering something sexual but it's not quite sex work i what about artistic nudes artistic nudes uh if someone only made artistic nudes uh, like selling them is that what yeah, you mean selling, selling, them. selling artistic nudes i feel like that's a huge thing on the internet
0: i think it's yeah. a huge thing and i think it's like uh I think it's one of those categories that people are like, I don't know if it's, like, fully sex work. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't involve, like, that much direct interaction unless it does whenever somebody's, like, right. I want you to be, like, spread eagle on this kind
1: of bed in your sweatsuit. Maybe, Maybe it is, like, a a form of sex work but I wouldn't say that someone who just like casually sells nudes and that's it that's all they do Mm -hmm. is a sex worker what if they
0: professionally sell nudes if that's all they do like that's how they make their income the primary thing yeah totally what about lewds
1: lewds oh my god these are blurry lines like I feel like I don't have all the answers for you honestly I know
0: I'm just I'm just curious because I also don't have the answers and I think yeah it's like that it's like we're working out these lines and what is under the umbrella of right. the term sex worker. I can't
1: tell someone whether or not to define themselves as a sex worker. Yeah. Sometimes Yeah. But sometimes I feel like it's very obvious whether Sometimes
0: or not. I think it's obvious and I think like some nudes are very explicitly like pornography, yeah. like to be consumed as porn. Right. But then there's also some stuff that's like boudoir photos and stuff like that or like people who are like cosplay nerds who like make lewds where like they you never see genitals or never see nipples but like pretty much everything but yeah (laughs) you like have pasties and a
1: thong on so it's like where is that line where is that line Especially I, in the digital age. Yeah, I'm thinking about that a lot, and I'm just realizing I I don't know. I don't know where that line is, and there's, like, people who are doing these things that are sex work-adjacent, who are distancing themselves from the sex worker community, yeah, saying, like, I'm not like that. I yes. just happen to sell yes, photos yes. of myself in my underwear. And, and people say like, that all the time, to separate yeah. themselves. Yeah, I think that's when it gets really problematic. Yeah. I, it's like,
0: do we, like, I mean... I want to be inclusive to people who feel like they are experiencing the things that marginalize us and right. that like set apart our community, but I think there are a lot of question marks still, totally. and all of these terms are very much evolving as
1: the movement evolves. I think if you're doing sex work, you know you're doing sex work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you to That's true. That is that. very true. Yeah. But it's one of those things like, what is porn? Well. Well, I don't know <laughs> anything. Yeah,
0: definitely. I've seen a lot of things that are porn that are not porn. Exactly.
1: Whatever that may be, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's really <laughs> hard to define. And now that you're asking me this, I'm going to be thinking about it because I actually did not give that much thought. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I was like watching this other thing. Um, have you ever heard of these like series of short cartoons called Spicy World? No. So my friend uh, suggested it to me, and it's like. This really—it's like I don't know when it was made, like maybe like '90s or early 2000s or Mm -hmm. Um, something—and it's just like so. All of the women characters are like Jessica Rabbit-esque vibe, so like hyper sexualized, the tiniest hourglass, yes, all of that. Um, But anyway, in one of them, it's like there—it's an episode that I don't like the title or anything. Or exactly, but it's an interesting episode. So mm-hmm. part of it is like the, the a bunch of full-service sex workers are going missing, and kind of in their place, there's these new booths that pop up, and they're like these like automated type like robot women oh. that the clients can have sex with that have like their little personalities and whatnot, and like there's one real sex worker left, and she's trying to find customers. And the guy goes, um, she, she, like, tries to, like, get him to, like, you know, the worst, the worst caricature of a sex worker. Like, hey, mister, you want some of the real thing? (laughs) And, uh, and anyway, he's like, no, like, I, I don't want the real things. My wife can smell you on me, but she can't smell her. And then he gets, like, whisked away by this, like, robot.
1: robot. This sex
0: robot. And I'm just like, wow, the future. I mean, I'm excited for sex robots. I'm kind of excited for sex robots, and it's also just interesting how everything about our career path is like very much being influenced by the development of technology. Totally. Even though like the club is like one of those older, like bygone era strongholds.
1: Yes, it's archaic. It is archaic, yeah. but it's, I mean the it's, nature of the work might change, but. The work itself is never going away. Yeah.
0: Never. And I think, like, another thing that I was, like, talking to another friend about was um, that I was, like, saying, like, I feel like a therapist all the time. Constantly. And and he was, like, you know, therapist is a much newer term. You know, like, that role in society is very different than other people who perform that task, like, historically. Yeah. yeah. And, like so like what's new is the therapy what's not new or what's new is the term therapist what's not new is the therapy and who provides it yeah so that really kind
1: of stuck with me I like that yeah we're definitely therapists definitely we are providing some serious therapy for these dudes
0: so on that note it's time for a commercial break great I'm a real bitch I'm serious I'm a female dog with the gift of communicating with humans don't believe me well I don't give a fuck I am a bitch after all. I'm tired of humans being too lazy to come up with creative insults. I'm the bitch here. Any other use is appropriation. Don't make me bitch you out, and by bitch you out, I mean act like the female dog that I am within your vicinity, which might include barking, biting, or doing some other thing to get you out of my way. I'm a real bitch, and I'm here to tell you, only real bitches from now on. Paid for it by the Federation of
1: Bitches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have any texts from clients?
1: Do I? (laughs) Do I? This one is just like an example of how determined um, this particular client was to like get my attention, even though I wasn't replying to any of these texts. Mm -mm. So I'm going to just like read the text followed by like a timestamp so you can understand (laughs) the time. Okay. So we get like the text from the night we met. Super awesome to see you again. Looking forward to hearing from you. No response. That was on May 19th. Okay, May 20th. Have a good night tonight. Sweet dreams. No response. May 20th. All right, yeah, May 20th. Just like a little bit later in the day. (laughs) Here's hoping you have a thoughtful spot as good as Pooh Bears. I don't know what that means. What? Anyways. May 21st. Sad face. Crickets and tumbleweeds. Dot, 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 dot. Fast forward to June 3rd. I'm at the club if you're here tonight. Wow, persistent. No response. June 11th. Hey, Star. Happy Monday. Working tonight? <coughs> Nothing. July 9th. Happy Monday. Working tonight? Fast forward to July 19th. Hey, happy almost weekend. What's your schedule these next several days? Wow. And that was it. He Wait, stopped. why don't you talk to him? Is he a dick? I think he didn't pay me enough. Usually, oh, yeah, like, I have yeah. no problem replying to clients who want to see me. Yeah,
0: but if it's just like a
1: single, But guy, he probably just wasn't worth it. I don't yeah. remember who he is at all. I don't oh, remember yeah, interacting yeah. with him. No, but, I believe this. Um, I'm sure I had a good reason for ghosting oh, him. Oh, I'm sure too. <laughs> if no, I'm not I was, replying to curious. you, it's because you're not paying me enough. <laughs> okay. So
0: this is um, my text from Eric with the Maserati.
1: Mm. And
0: um, just as a side note, Eric doesn't really buy anything expensive. He's only bought single dances with me, but he has tipped me $20. Okay. Which is fine. It's fine. It's fine. So um, this is Tuesday, and I've told him that I don't work Tuesdays. Eric, you work tonight? Me. Eric, I've told you a million times. I only work Thursday and Saturday nights. Him. I know. I'm sorry. I'm just waking up. Send me a sexy pic. I sent him a picture of sexy chicken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm seeing this photo and, like, holy shit. The chicken legs are, like, up in the air, like, doing a sexy cake.
0: Yeah, and there's, like, potatoes that become boobs somehow. I'm and like in a love butt. With this image. Yeah. <laughs>
1: will you send it to me so I can send it to clients? I will
0: totally send it to you. Thank you. Tuesday, April 30th, hey. May- <laughs> That's from him. Tuesday, May 7th, me, hey. <laughs> Wednesday, May 8th, him, hey. Friday, May 10th, text me some real sexy pictures and not chicken legs, LOL, all caps. Then I sent him two pictures of Idris Elba.
1: Oh, he thinks he can laugh at it, he's just <laughs> laughing at himself.
0: <laughs> him, so you got jokes. <laughs> I'm talking about pictures of you.
1: Anyway, he's just- I love the chicken legs, <laughs> bruh. I just love that he's just like. So you got jokes? <laughs> send him a pic of somebody else' titty. Yes, I mean next
0: time I'm just gonna send him like somebody else's boobies. So Meg would be so proud of you. I just I love it. I love to send people other people's sexy pics. So just things that I'm like, this is sexy. Yeah, he asked for sexy pics. He didn't say of you. Of me? What? No. Chicken is totally reasonable. Especially not for free. Getting me? Yeah, come on. Those things cost money. Anyway, so we're about to reach the end of our episode. Where can we
1: find you? I am on a lot of platforms, but probably the easiest one to find me is my Instagram, which is star, S-T-A-R-R, underscore, champagne. Star, underscore, champagne. That was like my phone sex voice almost. (laughs)
0: Star, S-T-A-R-R, underscore, champagne. I can't spell champagne right now. Champagne. Champagne. You just
1: kind of have to yeah, auto correct it there. <laughs> I live on auto correct. It took me a while to figure out how to spell it. I know now because I use it so much, but yeah, yeah there was a while I was spelling it wrong too. <laughs> it's all good. So I am Selena the Stripper. You can
0: follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can donate to this wonderful podcast at The Real Pretty Boy Girl on Patreon. Please follow, you get these primo stories of my experiences with people in the club. There's a lot of wild shit and extras stories that I don't post on my regular Instagram feed because I feel like I should be getting paid if you want these kinds of juicy deets. True. So, uh, pay me. Pay her. Fuck you, pay me. hmm And, um, anyway, so I hope that you enjoy this episode and will continue tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share this um, do what you can and, uh, have a wonderful slutty day. Stay slutty. Stay slutty. Stay thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Anyway, Bye bye More money. I want your money. I want more money.